Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Today I've got Gareth back. We're going to be talking about Lost. I think we're talking about Buddhism too. Uh, Maybe some TV, film, or whatever that we've been watching or paying attention to. Remember, of course, you can go to DVRpodcast.com. Check out all our great shows. Uh, what do we got coming up? I still got to get Ken back and Peter from Australia still waiting for Married at First Sight Australia to end because this show is like 39 episodes long. Uh, we'll have him jump on. And um, I think that's about it. Could just give a quick shout out to Heath and Mike for the last episode. That was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Talking about the Emmys and the Emmys were actually pretty cool. Uh, but actually, I'll, I'll bring in, I'll ask you, how you doing, Gareth? Welcome to the show. And did you watch the Emmys? Hey, Axel. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's funny. We go we go a few years without talking to each other and then uh, twice in the space of a few weeks. I it's, know. Uh, I like it. Good to, uh, good to keep the contact going. Um, no, I did watch the Emmys. Uh, I saw some of your posts on Facebook about it, and it sounds like Watchmen did very well. Um, it's, it's not a show that I've watched yet. Um, I must admit my, my interest in it waned a little when I heard Damon wasn't going to do a season two. So I thought, well, shall I, is it worth me getting invested in? So maybe you can, you can sell it to me. Um, Oh, I'll sell it to you right now. It is 100% (laughs) worth, um, getting into and putting your time into, I think more so that, you know, it's only one season because, there would be that is the way it was written it was never intended to have a second season so if you just look at it as we so often do now like a long movie in in a sense you know like a novel um i think it's like the perfect thing to watch because it's such little commitment right it's like it's only it's, it's only eight episodes i think right it was only eight or nine it wasn't ten and um it tells a complete story and you know, you can like check that off your list when you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the, the awards uh, are a good advert in themselves. Uh, and I, I remember when it was on TV airing, you, you were in good company uh, singing the praises of the show. Uh, but I, I just didn't have a gap in my, in my viewing schedule to, uh, to fit it in, but maybe I should make the effort yeah. It sounds like one I should definitely check out. Yes. And I mean, um, the Emmys were great too. 
I, I notice, uh, yeah, <laughs> your, your tweet to to uh, Ray Seahorn got got a response. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I tweeted that we all, Mike, Heath, and I all um, agreed she should have won regardless of whether she was nominated. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's tough for people because, you know, it's just like any award. Everybody always says, like, art is subjective. Like, it doesn't really matter. But then when you win it, you're like, yo, I won. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. Everybody likes to win, right? You like to be of recognized. Course. Yeah. Um, wrong with that. But the Emmys, I thought they did a really good job of, um, of doing that live and a lot of the stuff that we talked about in the very beginning of the pod, like if they mess up, blah, blah. man, I mean, the only mess up was that they lit, like they did a joke where they lit the, the card on fire and dropped it in a garbage can. And it was Jennifer Aniston and Jimmy Kimmel. And he put a little bit too much like lighter fluid in the garbage can as the, as a joke. And it got really like it went up and Jennifer Aniston just went bam. And she put it out with the uh, fire extinguisher. She actually like, that was not the plan. It was supposed to be a very little fire. Um, but uh, she really, you could look that up on YouTube. It was pretty cool. But other than that, man, right. it was a great show. I couldn't believe that we watched the whole thing. Like I kept expecting that we were going to be like, oh, this is more Zoom shit. But they, the sound quality was great, and he was in the Staples Center, and it looked fantastic. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, I, I, I must admit, well, I got distracted reading about um, about my football team just before we started the call. I thought, oh, I'll check out the Emmy winners so we can talk about that, and I. I uh, <laughs> I got distracted. So I have to hold my hand up. I've not looked at the full list of winners. <laughs> so happens. shame on me not doing my homework. <laughs> well, you know what? For me, that is um, really secondary uh, because mm. I don't. I mean, you want people to win, but then again, you know, it's the Emmys and it's for publicity, yeah. and you just like it when people. When like a show like Rami or something like that gets more attention, um, but uh, I like it for the spectacle and the live event, you know, and just kind of seeing what's going to happen or what their people are going to say. So I don't even remember who won. I think Shit's Creek won everything, and Watchmen won everything, and it was great to see Damon be so happy. Um, and it was awesome yeah. that he let, so he, he won and another gentleman won for writing an episode together. And, um, that guy actually, I had heard him on a podcast. He used to be a, like, uh, either a television critic or a sports reporter or something. And he kind of fell into the Watchmen. And if you look at the crew and of the writers and a bunch of other people involved with the show, too, you'll find out that Damon did that for the show. Like he basically instead of just hire, he divert he, the way he diversified his hiring was he not only hired like diverse people ethnically, you know, gender wise, but he actually picked up some people like Jeff Jensen was a part of the writing team 
who used to write about Lost. Um, And this guy, and there was another woman who was at the time like teaching or something, and he brought her in to be a writer. So he was trying to mix it up and not only mix up, like I'm saying the diversity there, but in the way they told the story, like have new opinions on how to tell a story. And that's reflected in the show too. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've sold it to me. Good. (laughs) I can't promise when I'll get to watching it, but I'll, I'll definitely uh, stick it on my list of things to check out. And, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm a fan of Damon, obviously, uh, not just Lost, but Leftovers, uh, both both great shows. So he's he's earned he's earned my my trust to uh, to check out anything he does. So uh, yeah, Watchmen definitely. Eddie, anything uh, anything you've been watching? Speaking of that, before we get into your Lost rewatch, uh, yeah, I'm watching a few bits and pieces um i've started the new season of the boys on amazon uh i have watched how many episodes have i watched i think i've just watched the first two so far um i've not had too much time this last week to uh to binge but um i love that show it's such fun have you, do you watch it yeah yeah i like yeah. it a lot i was telling yeah. mike on the last episode i wasn't as into this season but um, I think it's in the third, maybe towards the end of the third episode, it, it caught me. And I was like, okay, okay. They're, they're doing something a little different. You're seeing some different characters this time, you know, like yes. more emphasis on the crew. Um, but I then it forms and it's like, wow, this is really great. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. And I love that it subverts the traditional um, superhero genre. And yep. most of the superheroes in this are just assholes, <laughs> 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 jacked up, <laughs> and working for a corporation, which which really is what it would be like if they existed today. <laughs> and it would be <laughs> they'd too, be exploited, you know? wouldn't they? Yeah. If not, man- just downright manufactured. Yeah, and I um, think that the addition of Stormfront this season. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Aya Cash. Yes. She was great on You're the Worst. I don't know if you saw that on FX. No, no. Yeah, she was fantastic on that. That's a, that's a dark, romantic, I guess kind of romantic comedy. Um, but uh, she, yeah, her addition really makes this season a lot better. Yeah. I, yeah, I like the introduction of her character, clearly uh, cynical, and um, she's got, got her eyes open. I'll be interested to, uh, interested to see uh, which direction they take her character and uh, who she comes to blows with, and I'm sure she will. Uh, have you seen the uh, Insider show on Amazon? Is it Inside the Boys, where they talk to the, the crew and the, the showrunner and the, the cast? I did, actually. I watched um, a couple like segments. Just kind of mm. fast forward to points that I thought would be interesting, mostly because I wanted to hear Homelander speak because I know I think he's from <laughs> New Zealand or Australia. Yeah. And I just wanted to hear how he actually talked and looked <laughs> like. And gosh, man, what a difference. That's a guy yeah. like they do him up on the show when you see him in real, you know, when he's being interviewed, he's like got glasses on. He's a lot smaller 
than he is on the show. Um, and yeah. he talk. He's so like, yes, man, that was great. You know, we had a great yeah. time. He's, he's, you know, he's kind of low energy. Yeah, I think you would. You, I would walk past him in the street, and I yeah. wouldn't recognize him Me from the too. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 plays that part so well because he he is he's got the sort of face you just want to punch. Yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah. that I'm a violent guy, but you know, he's he's. he's he just antagonizes by looking at you. <laughs> Definitely, he does. Yep. Does he? Um, does he pad out his his mouth with you know like um, uh, Marlon Brando did as Don Corleone? He stuck a couple of cotton wool balls in. I his... think. Yeah, you know what, Gareth? I was trying to figure because you definitely notice that when you see him yeah. in the interviews that his. I think it's a combination of makeup. There may be some kind of prosthetic involved. Yeah. Um, cause I think it really comes from the jowls at like the jaw at the bottom of the jawline. So I think if you kind of built that up, you know, yeah. that you would kind of like get more of that impression that he's square jawed. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, it's, it's really crazy, but it reminds me cause. I don't know what were we uh we were watching some uh, uh oh maybe it was during the Emmys and my wife and one of the people stood up and she was like oh my god they're so small you know and I was just reminding her and I've said it many times on podcasts that like most actors are really small like even if you see a guy that looks like a big hero in the Marvel movies in real life they're probably they're not Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're not six foot four, you know, like huge people. You know? Like Tom Cruise is barely like five five, I think, right? Yeah, I mean I'm not the tallest guy, but uh, I think that's how Oh, hold on one second there. I think we've got an echo. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Oh, okay. The core I think uh in my uh my setup here, you know, I'm in the garage. Yeah. And I think that that came out. I got to make sure that that's in right. Let me check all the connections so people get a good podcast here. All right. We're back in business. But yeah, I think that may have happened a couple times there. Sorry about that, folks. But that's a little BTS behind the scenes um, as we're talking about small people. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of cool to see. I like that they're doing that. And I like yeah. that they seem to be... Um, I think it's kind of cool that uh, what's the, the host Aisha Taylor is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that she talks about it kind of like we do on podcasts. Like she, I, I there was one point she was asking the guy Chase Crawford who plays the Deep, and she mm. was like, "At this point, what was what was he thinking?" And I like when they do that because I felt like the guy who does the Walking Dead one, who I'm not a big fan of. Um, a lot of times he's just like a hype man. And I felt that yeah. she was actually asking good questions about the characters, like helping us understand the show better. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I, I've dipped into the walking dead one, but he's very, um, I don't know if to call him a shill is the right, is the right <laughs> word, but he's, he's very yes. enthusiastic. Yes. Do you know what I mean though? No, I, that's exactly what I would say. He's a shill. Yeah. And hey, there's no, the that's network. the job. You know, I just don't yeah, want to watch the show. Yeah. 
Uh, I just uh, never gained anything from that show because I tried that. Actually, you know that there's a new series of The Walking Dead coming out. Yes. uh, About the kids. Is it is it following a group of of youngsters then? Yeah, yep. It's like a group yeah, of teenagers. Cold, and they um they leave like there's like a society that has been formed and everything's fine. Like there's no Negan or anything, and they just decide to kind of go out on a journey of discovery. You know, kind of like uh, the what do the Amish call it? A Rumpelschmilx or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's <height>. Yeah. Cause <laughs> it's like, uh, um, to kind of go out and you know just kill zombies and and yeah. uh, it's not getting good. Uh, it's not getting good reviews. Are you still with that show? Oh yeah, yeah. I still watch The Walking Dead and fear The Walking Dead. I'm I'm a sucker for all that stuff. I mean, uh, the, the criticisms that have been leveled at the sh- at the shows uh, are perfectly reasonable i just yeah. enjoy being in the world there you go and and seeing the survival aspect um i mean yeah the, some of the plots get recycled every couple of seasons um but uh i just enjoy it uh i i, I like zombie films i yeah I, I guess i'm just a bit of a sucker for the genre so i'm yeah i'm i'm in i don't know what the show will have to do to make me bail maybe get cancelled <laughs> or something and <laughs> force force my hand well they did and anna- they announced the end of the show you heard about that right of the walking dead yeah the main show okay yeah. oh you didn't hear about this uh i'm not sure if i did i mean obviously the, the cast has gradually been <laughs> stripped down a little bit <laughs> it's been going uh, on so long you can't even remember if you heard that is going off yeah uh, they um, uh they, i know they're coming back aren't they and they're they're coming back with the end of the previous season right and then getting straight on into the next season but we've got fear the walking dead next haven't we that and then i and then the walking dead in the new year yeah they there's um so they said that they're going to do that there there's like 30 more episodes that are going to air so there's like 10 or 12 in this season then they're going to do one other additional season Hmm. Then it's going to end, but then a year later, they're going to do a spinoff with Daryl and Carol. Okay. So no spoilers as to whether they, (laughs) whether they survive or not. Yeah. But this is, but I mean, I think that that's like, you know, that's, I think that, that I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil you. I think you would eventually found this out. It's kind of everywhere. Yeah. I think they're even going to start talking about it like openly, you know, like putting like um, commercials for it so they can get okay. you in on it early. Cause yeah. you know, then they're going to do at least three movies with Rick. Yes. I know that's still yep. in development. Yeah, They're it? doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. And um, the kids show, which is only one season, it's already, being they it it wasn't it wasn't getting the best reviews and i guess it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to so they're just calling it a mini uh, like a a, an event series Mm. for one season um right and uh wait there was one more thing that they were gonna do i think world beyond world beyond that's what it's called that's what it's called with the kids Yeah. yeah 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 which i think is you know i think that actually the walking dead is going to have one of these boomerang things 
where it was so popular, it's just going to stay around so long that at some point it's going to get super popular (laughs) (laughs) and it's going to be folks like you who have kept watching it, that everyone's going to be asking what happened when I, I stopped watching, but now it's good again. What happened? You know? Yeah. Because it's a great production. I stopped watching because of the story. I yeah. st- I think, though, that it's like, what a pro crew. I mean, every, it looks great. Everybody gives their all, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they maintain yeah. that world. Yeah. The production values are very high. And the, the, the sets, that you know, the production design is fantastic. Yep. I love, I love it. That's, it's so immersive. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that, I, I think that's probably what keeps pulling me, pulling me back. Yeah. I or can keeping, see that. keeping me in, shall we say? Yep. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Um, probably, probably Daryl. I do like Carol. Um, comparing her to how she set out in the show. She's, she's had a, a, a tremendous journey, uh, arc for her her character from a a downtrodden abused wife to the person she is now uh yeah i enjoy and and i like their their relationship carol and (laughs) daryl yeah me too so uh, a a spin-off show you know they've had their ups and downs Uh, i think a spin-off show with them would be uh would be interesting it would be yeah, I'm down yeah. with it. I'll I'll end up watching the first step. You know, I could I could definitely get back into that show. I lasted longer. Um, I think I actually wanted to go longer than my wife, but usually she bails earlier on things. I was like, let's right. give it, you yeah. know keep watching it because of the same reason. I like the world, but this story yeah. did get kind of repetitive. They need to kind of restart it. You know. And they need to figure out, like, a guess a different way to use the zombies or mm. kind of come up. I always thought at some point the zombies might become a little bit more intelligent. Yeah. Like the disease yeah. would, would, would somehow morph and change. Yeah. Maybe not rot the brain quite so much. Exactly. So some of the personalities left. Yeah. Or something. Some sort of yep. function is left. Yeah. I mean, George, George Romero played with that a bit didn't he in his films yep there was some degree of intelligence there i recently rewatched um land of the dead for better or worse i mean it it's by no means his best movie at all but um it's interesting how he played with some of that with, with that notion that there was some modicum of uh, intelligence yeah and that they could they could organize somehow yeah that would be an interesting way to go it would be. Yeah, I, mean, I think it serves the the metaphor better of of possibly what you interpret zombies as, you know, as the kind of mirror of humans. Are they brainwashed people like the dead, you know, and like he changed it up, you know, in certain movies, it was about race. I think in the original one, it was more about race. Yes. Um, and then dawn of the dead was more about consumerism right yeah they were in the mall yeah and we were zombies as consumers and then i think he kind of wanted to like work with that metaphor whereas the walking dead has always it's always been are we men or are we animals you know like i want to kind of see it evolve carl carl 
<laughs> All right, let's get to Lost. We, we've yeah. been chatting already. I know you're kind of tired, so let's get into this. I want to hear about this because my son is eight, and I'm thinking probably at 12 or 13 maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe younger. He's kind of a mature kid. I might want to do that Lost rewatch, and this is something you did, so I want to hear about it. We did. Well, we were... I'd long been fancying a rewatch of Lost and I'd mentioned it to my wife um, and she was she was quite interested in it. But it's it's quite difficult to um, pin her down to watching watching something at the best of times. <laughs> um, never mind rewatching something that we've already spent hours going through. Uh, you know, I've mentioned a Breaking Bad rewatch to her before as well. Um, and that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. Um, but we were thinking of finding something to watch with the kids and watching as a family um, where we could, uh, you know, they, they spend plenty of time in their bedrooms on their own. And we do, we do have family time together. Like we talked about last time um, we have movie nights and, you know, play ball games and stuff and do things together. But um, we wanted a, a show that we could all get our teeth into maybe something new or something that we've watched before and and we said hey how about lost let's because they they both like a good mystery and god knows lost is um has got mysteries by the bucket load uh so we 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 said come on boys come and watch this and we put the pilot on because i thought if the pilot doesn't grab them then there's no chance (laughs) but of of all the pilots that there's ever been if a pilot's going to grab you it's the lost one isn't it (laughs) Oh, yeah. um and uh yeah they were into it so uh we ended up watching two sometimes three episodes a night uh most nights and uh and we plowed through it in <clears throat> in a few weeks and uh they loved it that there were um <laughs> it, it was it was interesting to hear them theorizing as we were going along. In fact, that was the most fun part about it because obviously I could sit there uh, remembering the answers to the different mysteries. Uh, my wife, um, obviously she, she'd watched it once through with me uh, and, and she couldn't remember um, quite a lot of it, quite a lot of the, the twists and turns. She was, she was shocked when um, we're okay to spoil it now, aren't we? After all this time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I think we yeah. should be, fe- I Maybe. mean, this we've talked about, I'm, um, lost so many times so if you have not for some reason ever watched lost and don't want to be spoiled i will take this opportunity to tell you it's worth not being spoiled so come back and listen to this podcast later but for now we are going to now spoil lost (laughs) um yeah the 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 sequence where michael uh takes out libby and anna lucia uh my wife was was stunned because she had no memory of that happening, so she was as shocked seeing it a second time as she was yeah. the first time, and uh, and that was that was a joy for me to to see. <laughs> I think I remembered more of it because we podcasted about it, and before I podcasted, I listened to you guys podcasting about it, so it was more deeply embedded in my brain. <laughs> uh, but it was it was fun hearing the kids coming up with theories, and I and and I, I said to them, you know, you'd have done well on on Axel's podcast back in the day, because you're coming out with some, some good stuff. And, and some of their theories were spot on. (laughs) 
so it was it was quite impressive how how their theorizing was better than mine was at the time uh but, what were uh, some of the theories they had? Like, uh, um, did you or did you know? I could ask this: Do you notice like a trend or like an interpretation or like kind of how they form their theories? Or because I'm interested in to see what kind of stuff they were kind of where they were going with it. Yeah, uh, they spent a lot of time talking about what the smoke monster could okay, be. Okay, that makes um, sense. Ethan was um, was very much favouring some kind of um, uh, protector of the island, um, and he he started um, considering uh, spiritual aspects to his theories. Um, this is linking back with as, as you mentioned about Buddhism that we've we've had conversations as a family about spiritual stuff, not religious per se, but um, just thinking about uh those sorts of concepts and um well that's definitely well, we inherent and lost you know that's so yeah i think that's what what for so many of us that is such a big part of it um i'm actually rewatching Battlestar Galactica okay and i had jumped on and off with that show so i can't even say i'm really rewatching it i'm actually watching it straight through for the first time, even though I know what happens and I kind of remember bits and pieces, but I never dedicated myself to it. And I never realized how, I mean, that's the main part of that show is religion and spirituality Yeah, and it makes sense with loss too, that, you know, both of them happened, you know, soon after nine 11 and so many people were questioning this kind of like was, this was like a religious attack, right? Framed as such, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, so much a loss was about, was a reaction to that and, and diversity of the people on the show. Remember when people were like Saeed's an Iraqi, Oh my God. You know, like he was in the Republican guard. Like it it was tortured people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was when, and viewed later, if you watch that now in a rewatch, you might be like, Oh, okay, cool. But thinking about yeah. that was happening while the whole t- like Bush torture memos and like all this stuff was happening, that they made that a part of the show was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I, I think the be, because we are as a family sort of considering uh, Buddhism and, and spirituality and, and Ethan is um uh, he, he thinks a lot about reincarnation and karma and that kind of thing. Um, they were quite on board with how the show ended because uh, it, it it is very much it's kind of it's not specific to any religion, but it's it's it is a spiritual ending, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the whole season, the whole final season is is um, once you know what's going on, you can look at it and see how. You can see the sort of spirituality about it. And um, for me, what, re-watching it and knowing what it was about and not having to theorize what the heck's going on in this flash sideways, um, I was able to enjoy it all the more mm. and, and, and look at it with those, with those glasses on. Um, and, and, and my whole viewing experience was, was different in that I, I didn't get hung up on all the little mysteries. Um, 
you know, who was on the outrigger? outrigger. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but I love saying it. <laughs> <laughs> the food drops. Meh, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know. Yeah. Dharma. So I could, know, just, all this shit. I could yeah. just get involved with the characters because, yeah. as we know, it was about the characters. And I did say to the, the kids when we started watching it that it, it's – I said that a lot of the audience got really hung up um, and we had fun doing it. Don't get me wrong. Um, on, on theorizing about the mysteries that the show was very keen to to set up for us. Uh, you know that wasn't accidental. Um, but ultimately, I said that the show is is about the characters. Um, yeah. So don't don't expect answers to everything. Yeah. Dad was <laughs> so right, I kids. Expectation. Sorry. Yeah. I would say Dad was right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> See, they won't have yeah. daddy issues. Um, no, no. <laughs> um, Ethan in the pilot though he said um, he, he latched onto Vincent and he said he said just tell me this he said does the dog survive and I said I don't th- I said you don't need to worry about the dog I didn't yeah. obviously want to spoil the final the final moment of the show oh, man. <laughs> which is just beautiful I know so beautiful <laughs> but um, uh, yeah so he was happy about the dog and he said and Charlie Charlie, because he, he liked Charlie from the off. And he said, nothing happens to Charlie, does it? Um, and I said, I'm not going to spoil him. <laughs> I'm thinking, shit, he's going to be devastated. Yeah, it's like the first, you know, Vincent, you're like, ah, don't worry. How about Charlie? Yeah, yeah Charlie, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. attach yourself to a different character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Rose? Yeah, yeah go with Rose, Bernard. You know, like, uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, it's yeah. so interesting I, as you're talking about like the final season and the mysteries and I'm kind of having this like sense memory of like thinking so much about it and stuff. And the funny thing is, is that even though, I mean, the show was the lost mythos theory cast and I love talking about all the theories um, I'm, I don't think I ever lost sight of that. It was about the characters. I mean, you'll hear me on the final episode. I was like, Hey, I would have loved a Dharma thing, but you know what? This was better. This is beautiful. Like, this is what the show was about. And I still maintain that that finale is amazing. It's one of the best finales ever. It, you know, people get, you know, still give them shit for it. But I think that's kind of fading away as time goes on, I guess. And the Game of Thrones final season kind of helped Lost in a way, I think. Um, Because Mm. I think more people, that's more fresh in the geek uh, collective unconscious that they somehow flubbed the final season of Game of Thrones. And then people, when they think about Lost, they're like, wow, Lost didn't. They went their own way. But they still did it. You know what I mean? Whereas people feel like they were sold short, like Game of Thrones was condensed and blah, blah, blah. Whereas with Lost, you can't say that. Like, they went for it with that final season. And it makes sense. And there's a mystical physics to it that is totally in keeping with the entire show. You know? Yeah. I think it all yeah. makes sense. Um, yes. It all works in the end. They were true to all the characters. Um, 
because they love them. You know, like you still, when people are talking about, uh, the, the time, like people that were involved with the show in any capacity, they're like, it was a love fest, man. We loved making it. It was hard. Cause you know, we did a lot of outside shooting and stuff, but it was, we all believed in what we were doing and we loved it and enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think recently there, uh, Damon did an interview where he talked where he has in the past about how Jack, he was Jack and the relationship between he and his father is basically the relationship between Jack and his father. Right. So okay. I thought that that was like valuable. You just see how so many people poured everything they had into yeah. it. You know, and they were out in Hawaii on the island. You know what I mean? Like it was mm. just, it, it just so many things fell in line to make it such a great yeah. show. But I, th- yeah. I like what you're talking. Oh, man, I got. I really want to do a rewatch, and I've been delaying it for uh, what is it? A decade now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I really want to get into it, and I want to podcast it. Like I want to go all in. And I really want to do it with uh, my son Lachlan. So, yes, that was there anything that um, affected them in a way that surprised you? Um, the the finale uh, did affect Ethan, my youngest. Uh, he's very sensitive and um quite emotionally mature and he's he's very um empathic and uh sensitive to to people's suffering and 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 death mm. uh, and he he thinks very deeply about it and when the penny dropped in the last in the church scene towards the end um he got very he got he had a quite a visceral reaction. He wasn't, he wasn't upset in a sort of crying sense. He was more angry. They're all dead. They're all dead. And he got up and he walked out (laughs) with, with maybe two minutes to go. Okay. And, um, I went and talked to him afterwards and I said, you really need to see the last two minutes. Uh, and I explained to him and I, I I said, this is what they've been doing all season. And I said, it's beautiful. And he, I, I put it in perspective for him and he said, Oh, okay. Okay. I get it now. And he went back to it and he finished it. And he, he loved it. He said, yeah, best show ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's cause you could, you know what? I can remember that there was a point when I watched the finale and it may have just been for a moment or also I could feel what you're talking about because you were saying that he was interested in the elements that would connect him to that story like that. Right. Like the fact that they were, they were dead makes it, um, somewhat cheapens it in a sense. You know what I mean? It, 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 uh, as if it was an illusion and it Mm. wasn't meaningful, the journey that they went through at some certain point, you know, the whole journey or the flash sideways. Well, the flash side, whichever way he may have interpreted it, either the whole journey or just the flash sideways. Right. Mm. Um, and it seems more as a television convention rather than, uh, holistically part of this story and these characters. And I can remember there was a moment in that when I, 
thought, wait a second, when he said, you know, like, we're all, this is where we came, we're all dead. When I was like, what? And then it took me like one, two, three. Oh, right. Like <laughs> they lived a whole nother life that we didn't see. Right. Like some of them died, but some, right. And you started to understand that there was a jump here to the infinite, you know? Yes. And I felt the same way I felt when I saw the bo- the animal bone transform into a spaceship uh, in 2001, oh. you yeah. know? And I yeah. realized, whoa, like it just that compression of time hit me, but also the illusion of time and how lost is all about that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, that's great. You know what? That actually kind of, I'm proud of him, man. You know, that makes like that kind of reaction is a, that means like you're invested. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he certainly cared. Yeah. Yeah. You can't ask for more from a show like Lost. No. Um, I I still had uh, quite strong reactions through the show, uh, emotional responses. Yeah. Yeah. one of them was was uh, the, the Not Penny's Boat episode. Um, oh, was it? Um, it was greatest. Was it greatest hits? Charlie's going thinking yes. about the, the yep. best moments of his life. I found I found that more moving than when he actually drowned. Mm. Um, it was the fact, maybe enhanced because I knew what was coming. Right. Um. Maybe it was the other way around when we watched it the first time. But that's an amazing episode too, Gareth. Like the way the greatest hits that they wound that together. Even you think about you're in a writer's room and they're like the greatest hits. Oh my God. And then we can do that. And they're like, oh God, this is like too good. (laughs) Yeah. And he's a musician. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, that was an amazing episode. Yeah. He was so Man, he was amazing in that series, you know. And then Dominic Monaghan, yeah. you mean the actor or the character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Charlie and yeah, Dominic Monaghan, and yeah, he really gave um, us all. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite character watching it first time round was John Locke, uh, and and with with my um, my rewatch, knowing where it was going throughout my my favorite character now is hurley oh i I, like it i love i love his journey it's like he's he's just he's just there he's just the um sort of arm around the shoulder for everybody he's the support for everyone he's propped everyone up throughout the whole time isn't he he's always there to try and cheer someone up or with a you know with an encouraging word um i mean maybe that's reflective of, of of where where I am in my life now I'm you know 10 years older and I've got a family and you know I've I've grown up a bit since since I was you know in my mid 30s um and and for me personally as well I you know I've started ex- exploring a bit of buddhism and and meditation and that kind of thing um and it, it's maybe just reflective of of where my head is at these days yeah um, I see that, that I latched onto him more than I did the first time around. I, I always liked him, but Locke was always my favorite. Uh, and I still like Locke. Um, 
but but Hurley for me was was who I um just seemed to um just seemed to resonate with me more than uh, I expected which I, I I found really interesting I could definitely see that because for me it was definitely Jack um I mean I watched Lost because of uh Matthew Shepard Wait, that is what, what? That's his Matthew name. Fox. Matthew Fox. Matthew <laughs> Shepard. That's the guy who died. I'm sorry. That's a different story. But I mixed up the names. Jack okay. Shepard. Um, Matthew Fox. Because I loved Party of Five. Right. I was a huge Party of Five fan, and it related very much to my childhood, where I felt like kind of my sister and I were kind of on our own. And then him taking up this character of Jack, who had this like kind of overbearing, successful father, which is very much uh, akin to my life and my own experience and dealing with um, those issues when Lost started. I had just, uh, well, Lost started, well, what was it? Towards the middle of Lost is when I met my wife. Um and uh yeah we were in living in durham when it ended that was when solo came out and visited what was that uh yeah two th- when did the show end again 2008 that- uh was it 2008 i don't even remember has it been 11 was it 11 or 2009 2008 whatever it is it's been a long time <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> a um, number of years ago uh <clears throat> It, or maybe it was maybe it was 10 or 11 i don't remember anyway uh, we should know <laughs> oh no it was later you're right no because i was it was 11 because i was in the other my other house in durham but i think that during my life exactly as you're talking about gareth it's you kind of relate i could see now if i watch the show i don't have those same issues that like jack was dealing with i feel as though i have dealt with them right they're not yeah. tantamount to my experience presently. Um, and that, and so I think I probably have a little bit more of a connection to Walt and Michael because of the father son thing I mm. might, or um, maybe even Sawyer just because he was kind of in a way for so long during the show, he was, an outsider and like in a sense, the observer, you know, and the critic of what was happening. So, um, and I always kind of liked Sawyer, but I guess when I rewatch it, I'll figure it out. But that's interesting that you like Hurley more. And I can see that too. And I, I would probably be, I mean, as soon as you say that, I remember like, what's the first thing Hurley does is start trying to hand out food to everybody. Yeah. That's like literally the first thing he does. I'll do it. You know, he wants to help everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. just a good, a good soul. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, he was concerned with the greater good and, um, he definitely didn't. He was, he tried not to attach himself to what was happening. He tried to remember the things that were more persistent or consistent, the, the human beings and the relationships they had. And, you know, like when crazy stuff happened, Hurley was always the one where he was like, yeah, guys, um, you know, like kind of <laughs> dude. Yeah. Keeping it down <laughs> a little bit, you know? Yeah. 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 What a show, man. Lost. Oh yeah. 
we had to go back and i did <laughs> <laughs> how about your wife did you you watched as a family what was her yeah we did what was her yeah. overall well, reaction i can remember um because she's she's not into sci-fi she's not into um supernatural stuff she likes a good human story and that's how lost kind of set out it was just about survival wasn't it originally I mean, yeah, yeah there were one or two this smoke this the smoke monster was maybe an exception but generally it was how do we get off this island what are we going to do who are these other people on the island and it was kind of later on when the supernatural and the, and the um the sort of sci-fi elements started to creep in didn't they and then it obviously went batshit crazy with the time travel um <laughs> and and i can <laughs> i can remember uh my wife having a problem with that in that it it wasn't the show that she signed up for. Mm. Um, and I, remember, I can remember so doing a funny, podcast. Man. I remember now people saying that while it was on, right? Like, yeah. this is getting too crazy. Blah, blah, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I did a, a podcast episode. Um, it was it was one of my first waste of times. Um, and I asked the question, is Lost in Danger of Jumping the Shark? Um, in For that reason, in that a lot of that it's that it's evolved from the type of show that it originally was and that it may be risking losing quite a lot of viewers who have no interest in watching sci-fi. Um, but I think I probably underestimated the power of the attachments that we had to the characters and that, you know, we could have Jack going and walking on the moon and we'd still be, <laughs> we'd still be on board because we love mm -hmm. the characters. Um, and I think that's what, that's what kept her kept her watching with me, and 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 then on the rewatch, uh, she loved the show even more, and really enjoyed watching it a second time. Uh, so I, I think in in the end, you know, in conclusion, uh, the uh, the time travel stuff was incidental; it was secondary to yeah. um, the character journeys and the relationships. It really was. It really was. And in the end, and that was probably, I probably complained about that at some point. <laughs> it's like, I want more <laughs> of the time travel. Well, but yeah. that now when I think back on it, um, and I think knowing a bit more about TV, knowing a bit more about story and character and definitely having experienced so much of fandom and analysis and opinion since then it's hard to imagine like if lost aired today how what kind of reaction people would have but i think that that's one thing that you'd probably see a lot less of because now it really lost paved the way for all these kind of weird shows because that is one thing that I always am reminded of. And when people ask me about Lost, like, should I watch it or whatever? I always say, of course you should. And they're like, what kind of show is it? And I was like, honestly, it's everything. Like you started off in the beginning. Comedy, drama, sci-fi, fantasy, spirituality, religion, family drama, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, cults. <laughs> like, what does yeah. it, it covers yeah. time travel. Like it's everything yeah. mixed up into one um and we're kind of more used to it like when we when shows come out like you were talking about the boys that show's insane yeah 
right? Like there's so yeah. many shows now that are off the wall and yeah. not, and even in, in the, um, their formats, the way they tell the stories that, uh, lost kind of really popularized and paved the way for, and, you know, looking back at it and just talking about it with you, I, it never ceases to excite me. And I mean, yeah. God, I, I, it is like a drug to me. That's what it is, Gareth. <laughs> if I watch, I'm going to be addicted again. And that's why I can every once in a while, ca like I don't have Hulu right now, but when it was on Netflix, I'd be up at night and I'd be like, got to see the donkey wheel. And I just like look, watch that scene or something, you know, like yeah. here and there. But then yeah. I rewatched the pilot, um, what, about a year or so ago when Jack started rewatching it from Jay and Jack. And I, I went on his um, YouTube show and we talked about the pilot and I almost got sucked back in. But then cool, cool. my son was like, oh, dad, I want to watch that. And I was like, nah, you're too young, man. So I was like, he's, he's getting there though. How old are your kids again? Uh, 13 and 12. That's you. See that. I think that's, I'm going to have, to, I think that's the age. Like I said, yeah. Yeah. You have to be, I think you need to be at a certain emotional maturity yes, to exactly. get, to get the relationship stuff. I mean, action and, um, you know, some of the, yeah, the sort of the action elements and the survival elements. I think you, you could, you could get when you're younger, although some of the fights are quite brutal. <laughs> I'd forgotten how, how much the, the punches hurt as a viewer. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that last one between Jack and Sawyer, ouch. Yeah. And how about <laughs> remember Ben took some punishment? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and remember that, um, that was his thing for like the first <laughs> right? like yeah. 15 episodes he was in. He just, they just beat him up. Yeah. And it didn't stop. Yeah. Well, it's, and <laughs> then, but then pissed off, hit Ben. Yeah. You think about that <laughs> later, it really played into his character, right? Like yeah, the, his, his emotional state. But I, when you say the fights, it reminds me that last knife fight where, where, um, uh, Matthew Fox almost stabbed T Terry O'Quinn with the knife. Oh. Remember he had the wrong, he picked up the, the real knife instead of the, there's some story from the set where wow. he, he almost actually stabbed him and somebody stopped him or he, or, or, or no, he picked up, he like noticed it or something, but, um, I'm sure Bill Coven knows that story. All the lost yeah. heads out there are yelling at me now, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they cool. did. They got into it, man. And you, you, yeah. you pinpointed exactly Gareth. It's not that I don't think he's old enough in the sense that. There's content I don't want him to see. I'm not worried about that because I think, you know, it was a network show, but it's more so I want him to be able to make the emotional connections. Yes. And if he watches it now, it's just going to fly by him relationships. He's not going to think like, oh, how do I feel about my dad or my friend or my mom? Right. Like, <clears throat> He's yeah. not going to make those connections, and that's yeah. what's so I mean, there valuable. Are, yeah, there are plenty of action shows out there you can watch if you want a bit of action or, um, you know, a bit of uh, bit of intrigue. But it's it's yeah, it it is that it's the emotional stuff, the the the, the some of those underlying themes uh, of family and and relationships and stuff. 
definitely and and actually some of it's a bit a bit sexy as well mm. um soy is always in the sack with somebody <laughs> was, the, the kids would say oh he's he's someone else now who's who's this <laughs> and, and they'd just be sort of rolling off each other in a in a sweat oh dear yeah. sorry boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sawyer for you and uh, oh there's kate in her underwear again oh, oh dear. yeah yes that's cool <laughs> <laughs> Juliet later too. They, yes, you know yeah. there's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's many yes, much shirtless Sawyer, much shirtless yeah. Jack, and oh yeah, something for the yeah. girls. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Something for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, have, I have to say, having having rewatched it, um, it's interesting because when you did the um, oh, what was it the. Um, uh, the tournament, the TV show tournament over the yeah. summer. Uh, that was, that was fun. And it was. Um, thank you, Andy. I, I made a, I made a point of voting when it involved the show that I, that they weren't all shows that I'd seen, but, um, uh, I was, I was an advocate for breaking bad through that, but, um, I have to admit now I've rewatched lost. I think lost would, would count as my number one now. Yeah. Um, breaking bad. I still love and, and, you know, for the story and the acting, the production, amazing but for the emotional connection it has to be lost as a viewer i i you know i, I obviously i like the characters and enjoyed the characters in breaking bad but that emotional attachment is is quite unique with lust and yes. I, i'm sure you'll agree yeah it is my number one show and it most yeah. likely always will be um, and I have to say, you know, a big part of it is, of course, uh, hey, I met you. I met uh, so many friends, lifelong yeah. friends, brothers and sisters in arms, people <laughs> who I talk to every day. I mean, so important. But even if that wasn't a part of it, I still kind of feel like Lost would be my favorite show because of the reason I said before, it's just, it's everything. Like you can't, I just don't know how to even describe to someone the uniqueness of it. And that's why I always say it's a show about love. Cause I really do think it is. I, I agree. Yeah. That's what the show yeah. really came down to. It started that way and it ended that way. And throughout the show, what everyone was trying to achieve was a kind of a balance an acceptance and love. And I think that it, that's what made it so beautiful. And it was able to, especially now where we think about our world, my, my country, your country, so many people divided, we got coronavirus and it seems to be in many cases, pushing people apart instead of bringing us together, you know? Yeah. Um, and Lost was all about people coming together, you know, and recognizing our similarities and respecting our differences and even leaning into them and learning about someone through a difference, you know? Um, yes. So it's, you know, Lost is the bomb, man. I'm, I'm, that, I'm yeah. so jealous that you were able to do it. But I, uh, I know that I will be able to watch it with my son and I, I might be able to get my wife involved, but I'm not, I'm not sure that she's up for that many episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a commitment. Yeah. But season uh, two, there's a know, lot of episodes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for me, and, season two was always the hardest. 
Yeah, and and the cage episodes um, mm. might might push someone's patience a little bit, but I, you know, <laughs> we, we, were all, we were all okay. Yeah. And I, I did explain about the the writer's strike and that they were mm. trying to. This was while they were filling, trying to yep. negotiate an end date and Pods. so to bear with it, to bear with it. But obviously, we didn't have that knowledge at the time, did we? No. Yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting. We it it that also laid the groundwork for people like understanding that stuff more, you know, kind of. Yes. You know, with the Internet, that's really more has to do with like the Internet and information. But um, yeah, I think that the spiritual aspects, too, that's something that my son at eight is uh, actually it's so funny. Um, he's been doing work uh, school from home and I have a actually a TV set up HDMI to his laptop so he can get a nice big monitor in front of him and see his teacher and everything and his teacher is doing a great job man she's got two cameras she breaks out books and you can see her face and she's like teaching with her hands I mean she knows what she's doing um, wow. but he has kind of on the sly, you know, the teacher will be like, do this work. And Lachlan's a pretty smart kid. He gets the work done pretty quick and it's not super challenging yet. He's in second grade and yeah. he'll go and like Google, like, uh, cute dogs, <laughs> <laughs> pictures of dogs, you know, and him and his friends yeah. will like send pictures of dogs to each other. Um, I think he's trying to lay hints that he wants us to get him a dog. And, uh, I say to him, I say, Hey, Lachlan, listen, if you want to sit with me, we can Google some stuff, but I don't want you doing that on this laptop because, you know, there's a lot of things on the internet and you're Googling cute dogs. And there's a lot of people who might, you know, put like a dog run over by a car and you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what you're going to get, buddy. This is the internet, you know, even though there's protections on it. And then he said to me, he said, well, dad, you know, I don't just Google dogs. And I said, what else Uh do you look up? (laughs) All right. uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but he actually said, he said, um, I Googled meditation and I Googled Buddhism too. And I said, really, really? What did you find out? And he said, oh, no, just some stuff. I didn't do Google it too many times. (laughs) He's trying to, I guess, you know, the way you said that your son is, is interested in these things. He's kind of just kind of thinking about that stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think it behooves me to wait a little bit so maybe that the show lost too can be more of an introduction to him and allow him to see how these thoughts and concepts can be played out even in a tv show yeah you know yeah and i think that that's really cool because he also watched like um he was talking a bit about that kind of stuff because in uh what is it um avatar the last airbender. Okay. I've not seen that. Yeah. They're like Buddhist monks. Ah. And he was talking to me about that too. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting, mm. buddy. Cause even yeah. though I have studied Buddhism for, since I was about 18, you know, going on 20 something years, I don't really, I haven't raised my son like as a Buddhist, you know, yeah. I try to, 
um, talk a bit and he knows I meditate and he does meditation, but that's more of a way to center, calm, appreciate things, kind of quiet the world, you know? Um, is that your, is that your motivation when you enter into a meditation is to just, just quieten the mind? Yep. That's it. Yeah. Just chill. And also, but also I just feel that it is, uh, it's hard to explain because perhaps there is a spiritual element, but I myself am not a, um, I'm an atheist. I, and I don't connect for me, the connection to Buddhism, there is a spiritual connection, but I don't, um, seek, it's more of a feeling of oneness with the universe, the earth, other humans, myself, than it is trying to per se, like connect with God or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think there are people who do meditate or pray or they, to connect with what they believe is some source, you know, the light in the island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's not yeah. what it um, perhaps in the beginning. It may have been that for me because I grew up Catholic. So I was used to that. Right. Yeah. And I accepted that in myself. I knew that I was going to bring that with me. Um, but as it's gone, as you know, my life has continued, it's become more of, um, something that really is a pleasure, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, just that, that feeling. And when you are meditating and there is, you know, the thoughts go and you just kind of let it go. Or sometimes even I do the opposite and cling on to one thing until it becomes nothing. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Um, it is just kind of almost like, a, I don't know, like recharging the battery or kind of like re almost like hitting a reset button on your brain. Yeah. You know? Um, but I do respect that there are people who seek from it or find in it, um, a connection to God or spirituality or something. Um, but for me, it hasn't been that. And also when I, my practice of Buddhism is concentrated mainly on Japanese Zen and that's its own thing, you know? Okay. Because when you say Buddhism, there is so many different forms. And then, of course, there is, you know, people think of the Dalai Lama. I mean, it's just like you could be any type of, you know, like if you're Catholic or Protestant, there's a, uh, there's a difference. But in Buddhism, since the Buddha did not ever speak, there's no God in Buddhism. Um, it's a little bit different. People have kind of formed their own they've made things into gods, you know? And I think for me, that comes more from the tradition, the Vedic, um, and other traditions that were around originally when Buddhism formed in India. Right. I got deep there for a second there. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I just started explaining. As as I uh, alluded, we've been um, uh, dipping a toe into Buddhism and um, 
you, you'll remember I messaged you. I, yeah, it may have been a year ago. But see if you could, because you'd mentioned uh, about um, about your interest in Buddhism on the podcast before, and um, and my wife was was looking at uh, reading into it a bit, and I, I asked you for a, if if you could recommend sort of a beginner's beginner's book or some sort of introductory book that was quite accessible and um and so uh yeah when christmas came around uh her stocking was full of uh buddhism books <laughs> and i think i suggested probably like a zen book or something yeah i think one of them yeah. was like his yeah, beginning mi- um, zen mind beginner's mind which is yes. i think is like yeah. kind of a great introduction to that because that was my kind of introduction um was through uh to buddhism was through zen which again is very different when you it's even as like a white guy from new jersey talking about buddhism right like (laughs) it's it when you look at the history and even of um which forms of buddhism were even available to be studied in america right um, going back 50, 100, you know, it's only recently, and it really was during like the 60s with like the kind of hippies and the poets and all that, you know, Kerouac and people became more interested in um, kind of, I think Zen Buddhism became kind of popular. There's a famous writer, David Suzuki, who kind of, I think, brought things over to America. And, um, it's very different though from say like the Dalai Lama. Yeah. So it's hard to explain. And like I said, I don't consider myself to be, um, an expert in any way, shape or form on, you know, history of Buddhism or different sects or, you know, but there was definitely a change when it made its way to Japan and mixed with Taoism and um, other what people call folk religions in Japan, Shinto, um, things of that. And, and it had previously, of course, Confucianism had kind of seeped in um, in China. So by the time Buddhism gets to Japan and what Zen is, is something I think very different from what it originally was, which was many years before the way that I guess I could explain is more along those kind of like religious lines is like, imagine if in Christianity there was a large sect of Christians who did not think that Jesus was the son of God. They just thought that he was a philosopher yeah. Right. And yeah. so if you take away all of the commandments, rules, all of that stuff, any connection to God or a, a, a higher being or it, that created you or controls you in any way and just look at, uh, you know, do unto others as they'd have done to you. Right. Um, yeah. You know respect your mother and father. Like if you just kind of like look at those kind of rules that aren't connected to like, you know, you're going to go to hell or here's an indulgence or whatever, you know? Um, I think that maybe it would be easier for, I guess, Western 
comprehension, but we really kind of don't have that. In a sense, a lot of people, a lot, I, I guess it, for me, I could understand a little because that's the way that I had experienced uh, Judaism and the Jewish people that I had grown up around and my stepfather um, was, is Jewish and yeah. I grew up in a home where we kind of, you know, celebrated Rosh Hashanah and like we went to temple, you know, we, we didn't do it. He wasn't, you know, because he was an atheist. He didn't believe in a God, but he believed in, um, his, the passage of knowledge from his people, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And the history of, uh, the Jewish people. Yeah. Um, so for culture. me, yeah, culture. Mm. So yeah. for me, I could kind of understand better. And, and like I said, my introduction to Buddhism was through uh, Zen. And I think a lot of this stuff that actually talking about lost, I think when you look at lost and the type of uh, Buddhism that is represented in it, and I actually did a podcast with Alex way back in the day about this where I kind of talked about the same thing is I do believe that it is more of the Zen form. Um, and because that grapples with those questions, especially when you have a character on the show named Dogen, who was a, uh, a famous Zen monk and who kind of founded a, a large sect, um, and who I have done a lot of reading of. And when that happened, I was like, Oh my God, like the chills. I was like, yo, Wow. I always want to ask Damon. I've never, no one has ever asked him, are you a Buddhist? How into Buddhism are you? Never. Yeah. I'd love to ask That's that surprising. question. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know Carlton yeah. was a devout Catholic. So he brought that kind of thing. And Damon was Jewish by birth, but I, I read one interview where he said that he didn't consider himself to be religious. Okay. But I guess you could say that you're not religious, but you could still practice. Like with Buddhism, you're right. There's there's no deity involved, is there? But it's it's about living. To to me, it's it's about living peacefully and 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 having a peaceful mind and just living by in accordance with I guess decent values and thinking about others and being mindful of your your reactions and responses. Yeah. And these things come as just the way things are, right? Rather than the way they ought to be. And that what is always what attracted me to this study is yeah. when you approach the world in a way that you want it to change, it should be this way. We should have these rules. I don't ever think that's going to be successful. But when the way that my, my interpretation of Buddhism and Zen, what I've looked into, looks and says, no, really what you need to do is you need to see the way the world is, not try to change it to the shape you desire it to be. And when you see the world as it truly is and accept that, you'll understand that things are always the way they should be. Yeah. And I think that's very powerful to me, especially coming from an upbringing of Catholicism, which was like, if you touch your wiener, God's looking at you. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's your wiener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God's watching. Um, God is watching you. Right? And it's like, no, yeah. I don't want anybody watching me, homie. <laughs> yeah. Give yeah. me some privacy, please. <laughs> like 10 minutes, God. I yeah. just need to go to take a shit. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, Axel, can we... If we just uh, just digress for a moment, I've, I've yeah. got someone with me who wants to say hello. Oh, great! Um, let me uh, let me unplug. It's uh, Ethan's just appeared in the room and he wants to say hello. This is live on uh, the Daily DVR. Hi. How you doing, Ethan? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I was just talking to your dad that you watched Lost. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. That's fantastic. Who is your favorite character? Mm, Sawyer on the dog. (laughs) That was a beautiful dog. Now, I was talking to your dad and uh, Gareth. It was Ethan who had the reaction you described, right? In the finale? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So what did you... When you felt, Ethan, that they were dead why did it at first disturb you or why did you have a, a reaction to it because i felt like um after all this time it didn't even show how they died it was just like skip to them dying it didn't show any of it after the island mm. but what understand did you come to a better understanding of that yeah, I, because their best time to, um, of their life was on the island. And as um, Jack's dad said, he said, time doesn't exist here. Some people died before you. Some people died after you. Man, I think you understood Lost, pal. And they opened the door that had that white stuff, um, the white light. It reminded me of um, the good place. You, you, oh yeah, have you, oh, have you yeah. seen the good place, Axel? Yes, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? Oh. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they were, in a way, doing something called an homage, or they were referencing Lost on the Good Place when they did that. Yeah, because they were big fans of Lost. I've actually read an article where they said that they were fans of Lost. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Yeah, that, that would make sense, having that door that they could pass over to when they were ready. Yeah. Did you see my, one of my dad's podcasts where um, when I was a toddler or something and <laughs> I did the impressions that my dad told me to do? Oh, movie quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly remember that. That was amazing. I I loved it. I loved hearing, you know, hearing you on your dad's podcast was my inspiration to have my son pop on my podcast too. (laughs) So you're, you're a legendary podcaster, Ethan. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. And I was, I was saying to Axel about the theories that you were coming up with about lost and that you would have, um, you'd have done a good job on the lost podcast back in the day. Do you like Marvel? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it all. Um, I'm excited for the Wonder Vision one 
because I thought it would be really, really bad, but me and my dad watched the trailer, and I feel like we were talking about it, and we feel like maybe Scarlet Witch created a world for Vision to live in mm. after he died. Yeah, I think I think it looks really, really interesting. And I especially like that. Usually, I'm not a fan of when they show you too much in the preview, but I like that they showed us how it kind of changes from that, you know, how they look like they're in a TV show and they're, you know, they're in black and white. Oh, and then it kind of, he says, where do you live? Where are you from? And it kind of glitches out. I like that, yeah. that, and that you can have a theory like that. I think it's pretty cool. Those are two characters that can definitely, you kind of think like anything could be possible. Yeah. Are you the person my dad talked about and that you're making movies? I ha- is that some- Well, my, our friend Heath is making a movie. I've made a couple movies in the past though. Yeah. Is that something Did that Heath- interests you? Yeah, did Heath show you the story that I made? No, what story is that? I made something that could be a movie. Oh, you were uh, telling Ethan, me about this, Gareth. Yeah, Ethan wrote um, a bit of a treatment for a, a, a plot for um, what what Ethan thought might make a fun film. Uh, and uh, we, we send it to Heath to have a look at. Nice. I would love to see it. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, Keep on creating. Send you a, send you a copy. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. You like creating stories? Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's all I did when I was a kid. Do you play a lot with action figures or anything like that? All the time. Yeah, me too. And you make up your own stories. I used to just ha- I, what I used to love to do was create an adventure where they have to, I would first say they have to get from like point A to point B. So I would have like five or 10 different GI Joes and they would have to get from like my room to my basement, you know, and at each different part, like they'd have different kind of uh, drama would happen or conflict. They would... I also do Lego stop motions and oh, years yeah. and years and years ago when we had a cat called Buddy, and made stories that call about like Goody Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, Lego stop motion is very fun. You know, I'm a big Lego fan. I have so many Legos, man. Oh, I shouldn't say Legos. Lego. They're, they're, the plural <laughs> of Lego is Lego. Yes. Did you, my dad said that you're you're in America. Yes, I am. I'm in Oregon, right outside Portland. Do you like tacos? <laughs> I love tacos, man. Same. <laughs> love them. They're different out here, though. I grew yeah. up uh, in New Jersey, which is closer to you. Basically, kind of like across the pond, as they say, right? Like uh, near New York. And the tacos there were kind of more like you get at taco do they have taco bell do you have taco bell okay so they were more i grew up with that kind of taco with like lettuce tomato on in right like not very spicy but out here in oregon we're actually there's more of an influence of people from mexico so the tacos are a lot spicier they have a lot of different kind of tacos so 
it's a whole nother world out here. Are you still recording the podcast? I sure am. You're come on, man. This is podcast gold. I got you on the show. You think I'm not going to record it? <laughs> Do you have like live chat where people um talk? I uh, no, no, we have, but that's how we started out actually on talk shoe, but, um, I've kind of gone more towards the, uh, I haven't done a live recording. I was thinking about doing it on Twitch though. You know, we have a, a friend of ours, DJ Tim Hines. He does, um, he does, uh, what, what do you call it? Like concerts. He does DJing on the internet on Twitch. Do you know Twitch? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some YouTubers on Twitch, yeah. yeah. and they play video games. It's mo- It started out mostly as video games, but now people do everything. Why? You want- I have a YouTube channel. Oh, I've got to check it out. I got- I'll subscribe to it right away. Thanks. Right. I like talking, like, to people because, like, I just like the thing of, like, talking to people because my mom and dad, when we were watching Lost, they said I could be a podcaster. I... So far, I'm going to say that I think you could be, man. You're very good. You keep the conversation flowing. You have a great voice. You're intelligent. I think you're ready. Thank you. Like, also, um, my favorite, I also, my favorite TV shows are probably like The Mandalorian, Lost. I also really, I just watched a movie um, about Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. Yeah. Oh, that came out today on Netflix. Yeah, I, I just thought, watched it. I thought you'd fallen asleep watching it because it was very quiet coming from your room. <laughs> I try not to disturb you. Ah. I also, I also love Stranger Things. That's really good. Yeah, the last season mm. was the best for me. I love that last season. I like Never Ending Story. <gasps> the Never Ending Story. Because when I was in year six, um, we had this um, party, and I got the DJ to play Never Ending Story. <laughs> that is amazing. I love you it. You can imagine the other 11-year-olds had never heard it before. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, have you ever seen The Last Unicorn? I'm not sure I have. Do you remember that, Gareth? No, I've not seen that. Oh, that's pretty moving. But that had a great song too, The Last Unicorn. That was a great theme song. Back mm-hmm. in the day, like they Moana? gave us good one. What's that? Do you like Moana? Um, I don't know that I saw the whole thing, but I do like that song, You're Welcome. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't know that The Rock could sing so well. He can carry a tune, can't My he? YouTube channel is called Vesuvius Cat. Oh, okay. So, tell your dad to send me a link. I'll subscribe to it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I normally do it with my best friend. We did this game called Here's Your Daddy, where like uh, someone's one of them's the baby, and they need and the baby needs to kill itself, and then there's a dad who needs to stop the baby from killing itself. I like that. It works on the concept that babies have no sense of self-preservation <laughs> That's... and will we'll happily, uh, you know, balance on the banister or, um, or eat batteries. That's so true. I got, I got my best friend who was a baby in the game. I got him to go in the oven. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so like... I, said, I said, we're going to go and have some dinner now. And then I put him in the oven and 
and then I just locked it, and then he couldn't get out. Well, maybe your dad should talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking your friend like Sunday dinner. <laughs> I know you have to be careful. You have to be. That's like uh, that. That old lady did that to Hansel and Gretel, didn't she? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. My dad yeah. said you were talking about Buddhism. Oh, yes. When you came yeah, in, that's what we were. Talking. Yeah. Do you believe in Buddhism? I do. Um, I am. I have been studying it for a real long time. I come from it like I was explaining to your dad. Um, from, uh, I don't know. I get, it is. There is a spiritual aspect to it to me. But um, it's less less religious and I guess more spiritual. So when you say, "Do I believe?" I think it works. I think it's true. Um, but I don't. I'm not sure what I would believe in. Like, what do you? What do you mean when you ask that? I mean, I believe in reincarnation. I believe in that bit, and like, I like how like the. Um, like the meditation and like, well, yeah. like not exactly the meditation, but like the soothing and calming stuff. It really mm. helps with anxiety. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Mm. That is very true. Yeah, I. My dad has a whole list of the things you were talking about, and I really like the Clone Wars and Jojo Rabbit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, Lachlan, my son, he's eight years old. He just watched. Um, all of the Clone Wars, and now he's just, he's on season three of Rebels. Ah. I watched Clone Wars when I was like four. <laughs> Damn. Ethan Ethan watched the Clone Wars before I did. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you had Cartoon Network, did you? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I would watch it like every day before school, and... um. <laughs> Like there'd be you, it would be Transformers cartoon, and then it would then go on to Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing that. <laughs> There's a new show um, today called Jurassic Park. What is it? Crust. I can't. I don't know what the, it's a cartoon, but um, he watched that. He liked that too. The new Transformers is great. Have you seen the new Transformers? I'm not really sure I've seen the new one. The War for Cybertron? It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix I did think it. I need to go now. Okay. Well, hey, it's, it's uh, been great yeah, talking to you. Thank you. It was nice talking to you, too. Yeah, you're awesome, man. Keep on being you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh. And with that, he was gone. That kid is amazing, Gareth. You you should be a proud father. Thank you. Yeah, we really. Are. <laughs> well, I am. My wife's a proud mother. Yeah, you both should be. He's great, man. What a smart kid. He should be a podcaster, dude. He kept on. There was like a, a silence, and he'd be like, "I better talk. We don't want any of that." And he he kept the conversation going. His his mind moves very quickly. That's awesome. Yeah, what a kid. Man, I'm trying to think about now. We gotta, we gotta. I think we might have to team our kids up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be something in that. Ethan and Lachlan, what could what yeah. could they cover? Stranger Things season five. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, dude. Well, hey, listen, man, we've been chatting for a long time. I know it's getting yeah. late over there because you are like nine hours ahead of me. It's uh, it's 
five to eleven. There you go. Five. I have to yeah. admit, I was quite surprised when Ethan came in because I was convinced he was asleep. <laughs> I think he I think he'd turned his bedroom light out, pushed the door to, and turned the volume right down. <laughs> there you go. He, well, he said, "I'm trying not to disturb you." Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's. Oh man, you just made me feel so much better about my kid getting older. Wow, that's great. It's, um, yeah, you kind of want them to grow up and you don't at the same time. It's, yeah. it's that sort of, what what do they call it? Like a double-edged, double-edged sword. Yeah. You sort yeah. of, you do and you, you don't want them to. It's, you want them, you look forward to them experiencing new stuff, but you still want them to be young. Yeah, that's definitely true. But that was great, man. Hey, dude, this was a lot of fun. I've enjoyed talking to you. We covered a lot of stuff. I hope everybody enjoyed listening. Is there anything you want to say before we head out? No, I mean you've 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 summed it up. Uh, we, uh, I mean, we as as always, we we could go on talking for a lot longer, but um, <clears throat> we'll we'll spare the listeners and uh, you know get together again another time down the line and uh, and, and and catch up some more. But uh, no, it was good to to revisit lost lost revisited and um yeah just reminisce a little bit that was that was a lot of fun and obviously touching on a few other bits and pieces as well and uh yeah there's there's some new shows coming up and obviously got mandalorian season two coming up soon and you know there'll be plenty more to talk about next time we get together so uh, I'll, i'll look forward to that thanks thanks for having me back of course, man. Anytime. This has been a real pleasure. I kind of like this too, that I'm out of the office. I'm, I feel a little bit more like I'm just kind of talking. I'm chilling in the garage. We got to talk to your son. What a great day. This was a lot of fun. All right. Well, thanks, Gareth, so much. Definitely have you. Oh, hey, have you seen that show, The Third Day with Jude Law yet on HBO? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on it's on TV here. I actually I had it on, in my notes to, to mention if we had time. Uh, episode two was on last night. Yeah, I haven't caught episode two yet, but I loved the first one. I was kind of blown away, man. That is really creative. It's it's really doing its own thing. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, it's lots of extreme close-ups, <laughs> <laughs> but that's. I guess that's the the artistic style they're going for, that's and I what guess I was it's, it's, say, yeah. it's symbolic as well, isn't it, of um, yeah. the perspective and and where the show's coming from, where the story's coming from. But um, yeah, it's ep- episode two. Um, it you know gets gets a bit crazier, and I like it. You know, shit shit happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I understand the show's split, isn't it? We we see we have three episodes with Jude Law, and then another three with uh, is it Naomi Harris? I think. So it's two different perspectives in the same place. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wasn't sure who. Yeah, I think is it Nicole Kidman? Uh, I think it's Naomi Harris. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and you're right though. I, just before you said it, I was going to say a lot of uh, you're really getting to know Jude Law's face. Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> they zoom in. Yeah, the inch of stubble. That's HD. Um, All right, we're going to, we could keep on talking, but this has been great. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, I'll be back next week. I don't know. It might finally be Peter. If uh, Married at First Sight Australia is over, I think it might be the finale this week. If not, maybe I'll get Ken to pop on. And, um, and you had mentioned the bracket that we did for TV. Uh, Andy's going to do another one. Uh, We did kind of preliminary, had a bunch of, 
people. We did a little bit kind of uh, uh, paring it down, and it's going to be directors and films, but that's going to drop after Andy finishes his harvest in like November, which will also give me the occasion to maybe not be on Facebook so much before this election because <laughs> I don't want my brain to melt. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I got to concentrate on the family. But uh, thanks everyone for listening. And oh, I forgot to even talk about how I was trapped in my house for 10 days because the smoke was so bad. But uh, I guess that's for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Peace. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks.